Uh, well, good afternoon. Uh, welcome to um, a rerun of a session uh, which we um, did a lot did on Friday. Unfortunately, the technology failed us on that occasion, um, and so we thought it would be a good idea to uh, rerun this uh, webinar. Uh, part of a series of webinars we're producing on global financial centres uh, with a focus on Xi'an in China. Um, and welcome to one and all. Um, I'd just like to say a brief word of thanks to our sponsors. Um, we could not do uh, the kind of work we are doing uh, without them. And so uh, thank you very much. If um, you do want to get involved at all in uh, helping with our work and sponsoring, um, please uh, do get in touch with us. We have two speakers today on the webinar. First of all, uh, Bo Zhao, otherwise known as our friend Tim, uh, Chief Representative of Shanxi Business in London. Um, and Professor Michael Nelly, Executive Chairman of the ZN Group. And we'll be talking about uh, Xi'an uh, and indeed um, you know, its development uh, as a financial center. There will be time for questions towards the end of the webinar. And there's a, um, a, a place in the uh, GoToWebinar uh, dashboard where you can type in questions, uh, which we'll pick up at the end. Um, and uh, we'll try and get through as many of those as we can uh, during the session time. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, Tim um, to talk to us about Xi'an, its uh, past, present, and future. Over to you, Tim. Okay. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Um, uh, thank you very much for joining join us today. Uh, my name is Tim Chow. I'm the Chief Representative of Shanxi Business in London. Um, I wanted to say thank you to uh, Michael and Mike for reorganizing this event. And uh, um, I get it, Xi'an is probably very interesting for everyone. And please allow me to say thank you to the Shanxi provincial government and the Xi'an municipal government for supporting me with important data uh, preparing for this webinar. And uh, today, I would like to take 15 minutes to talk about the past, present, and future of Xi'an, as well as its financial services industry. And the talk will be uh, composed to two parts. The first part will look at Xi'an itself. The second part will look at the financial services industry. So, um, well, introducing Xi'an to me uh, personally probably is one of the easiest and best work. Uh, you probably never heard of Xi'an City before. I do hope so, don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, you definitely heard of the uh, Terracotta Warriors and Horses. That's right. Xi'an is the hometown of the China's first emperor. Emperor Qin and his well-known uh, terrible warriors and horses. Uh, last August, I had the luck to invite Michael and uh, the first official delegation from the city of London uh, visited Xi'an and terrible warriors and horses. Um, they told me they were really amazed by it. I believe so, because look at the pictures, how happy they were. And you wouldn't believe that actually we were sweating in and out and uh, it was the, actually the hottest day of last year in Xi'an city, but no one actually made any complaint about it. Um, it's generally accepted that Xi'an city is the uh, birthplace of Chinese civilization because we have more than 13 different dynasties established the uh, capital city in Xi'an. And if we, if we put them all together, that'll be over a thousand years. Xi'an had a different name in the past, it's called Chang'an. And uh, um, Chang'an is a special name, meaning the city of eternal peace. 
Xi'an people are really proud of that because the historians always say in the West we have Rome, whilst in the East we have Chang'an. Chang'an city actually was 60 times bigger than the size of Rome, and Chang'an city was the first human city has a population over 1 million people, and that happened a thousand and 400 years ago. Right, to say Xi'an is the starting point of the Silk Road, it would be very difficult to ignore two dynasties, that is the Han Dynasty and Tang Dynasty. So please allow me to take two minutes just to uh, share two little stories from the past in those two dynasties. I'm not sure do you know that actually Han is the ethnicity and a cultural identity of the majority of 1.4 billion Chinese people. And that is to say that 1.2 billion Chinese people, they are Han people. It was actually during the Han Dynasty that uh, the Silk Road was firstly explored by this courageous Marcus Zhang Qian. He was captured and imprisoned for 13 years, twice, when he was traveling along the Silk Road. When he firstly started his journey, he had a formal delegation of over a hundred people. But when he returned, he had only two men left, that is including himself. But he never lost his integrity and loyalty to the Han people. So look at the North Route and South Route, he opened for the Silk Road. Nowadays, they have become part of the uh, UNESCO's World Cultural Heritage, named the Chang'an Tianshan Corridors Road Network. The other one is the Tang Dynasty. Um, probably, you know, Tang Dynasty is the only one that most of the Chinese people would agree with you that was the best time in Chinese history. Overseas Chinese people like, like me would call ourselves uh, Tangren, which means people of town. In the Tang Dynasty, we have this greatest um, Buddhist master, Xuanzang. He is such a huge figure for the cross cultural communication along the Silk Road. He traveled by foot over 6,000 kilometers from Chang'an to India. Buddhism as a form of religion was introduced to China in the late Han Dynasty, but it didn't gain its popularity and prosperity until the Tang Dynasty. Um, it was also during this period of time that Buddhism spread over to the Korean Peninsula and Japan. Master Xuanzang spent 16 years studying Buddhism in India, and he became uh, the, the best and uh, well-respected and well-known scholar. When he returned to Chang'an, the royal emperor, emperor welcomed him really warmly by calling him the royal brother, and also helped him to build this landmark in Xi'an called Big World Rules Builder, to help to preserve the over a thousand three hundred scripts, and also built several royal temples to help to do the translation. Master Xuanzang probably translated the most Buddhism scripts from ancient India to Chinese. So since then, Xi'an became the Buddhist center for China and the world. Right, so in the year 2013, um, China's President Xi Jinping was invited uh, for a state visit to Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan's uh, President Kalimov showed him a map of Silk Road and pointing at uh, the city of Samarkand by saying that uh, Samarkand is a 
capital city of Tikrit, it is my hometown. President Xi Jinping responded by pointing at Xi'an, saying, Well, Xi'an is my hometown. It is the starting point of the Silk Road. Since then, you know, the Belt and Road Initiative was, in, was proposed to the international community for future international cooperation. And at that very unexpectedly, Pre President Xi's statement about Xi'an helped resolve a big dispute between two ancient cities in China called the Xi'an and Luoyang, the arguing who is the starting point of the Silk Road. Uh, without being prejudiced, I'll follow President Xi Jinping's suggestion. And um, a couple of years ago, uh, US President Donald Trump was invited to visit China. President Xi Jinping told him that uh, if you want to know China for the past 50 years, you should go to Shanghai. If you want to know China for the past 500 years, you should visit Beijing. And if you want to know China for the past 5,000 years, you should come to Xi'an. And recently, he paid another visit to Xi'an city and also encouraging the people at hometown to support the nation back on its track. Um, Xi'an nowadays is a leading uh, higher education center in China. The total number of top national universities in Xi'an city is on the top list of the national league. And on the other hand, very importantly, Xi'an is absolutely the number one hub for the private higher education in China. I'm saying that because every one in four Chinese students that go into private university will study in Xi'an. I have this very unique case called Xi'an Zhaotong Liverpool University, which is a remarkable international cooperation between UK and China, uh, between Xi'an Zhaotong Liverpool University, Xi'an Zhaotong University and the uh, University of Liverpool. And it has been rated as number one private university on the national league table for many years. And Xi'an is very important and really proud of its high-tech development as well. Xi'an's high-tech development zone, since it's established in 1997, nowadays is the leading and pioneer high-tech development zones amongst those 146 in China. It is very innovative. In the year 2018, it invented a new concept for the development of technology for the key and core technology. It looks at eight areas, including optronics, AI, aerospace, biotechnology, IT, new material, new energy, and intelligence manufacture. Xi'an now is facing a new development error, uh, which is called the Great Xi'an Development Error. By saying this, we have to look at the Xi'an Xixian state new, a new area, it is one of the 19 China state level new areas. It has five constituent cities and each one of them has actually a similar size of the current urban area of Xi'an city. By merging this huge piece of land, Xi'an's future foreseeable development will be uncapped and unlimited. So uh, please allow me to repeat, Xi'an city's GDP is well over 900 billion RMB and the city population over 12 million, uh, 12 million people and Slender is well over 10,000 square meters, which is ranked, uh, which is ranked in top 10 in China. And Xi'an is one of the most convenient transportation hub in, uh, China. It's well situated and connected within the uh, modern 
high-speed rails network. And it could be reached within hours from the most of the major cities in China, and also some of them within just uh, one hour. Now, Xi'an is working really hard to be a Silk Road financial center. Now, let's look at you know the financial service part of the Xi'an city. Um, I'd like to share with you that uh, you know by the end of 2019, Xi'an, as the capital city of Shanxi province, has only has merely 70 public traded companies uh, uh, in China in Xi'an, and that is including 12 in Hong Kong and some of the stock in on the stock markets. And also, we have only 136 traded on in the UK, which is a secondary uh, market. Well, Xi'an is feeling a little bit sorry for this figure, and Xi'an is really aware of its disadvantages within the financial services industry. So since you know 2018, we have proposed this Dragonscape plan with the objectives to double the amount of financial, uh, financial services firms and also the public traded companies. And uh, through this you know, uh, uh, year's plan, that they are aware of its lack of knowledge in the financial services industry, Lack of experienced uh, uh, capital markets professionals and talents, and the small number of financial services uh, firms. They are aiming to working really hard to improve, you know, Xi'an's financial service uh, capabilities. Um, by saying this, and uh, you know, uh, China's central government is really supportive to Xi'an, Xi'an's um, financial service industry development. Uh, I would like to share, you know, uh, a very important case of IPO last year happening in Xi'an, which is called the Bank of Xi'an. You know, Bank of Xi'an, through its IPO, successfully raised funds over 2 billion RMB to support its future uh, uh, developments. And also here, I would like to share a very important investment opportunity that, you know, in Xi'an, we have a similar uh, bank, Bank of Chang'an, which is they are pre preparing for their IPO at the moment, so if you're interested in investing in Xi'an, you should pay attention to that. As I mentioned just a moment ago, you know, China's central government is really supportive to Xi'an's financial uh, service industry development. Xi'an, uh, China's uh, PBOC, China's central bank, has established its uh, Xi'an branch in northwest China. You know that uh, the Xi'an branch is not only covering Xi'an city or the Shanxi province, it's actually covering the whole five provinces and autonomous region in northwest China, including Shanxi, Gansu, Ningxia, Qinghai, and Xinjiang. And the Xi'an's uh, insurance and banking industry is developing really fast. I'm not going to, you know, speak about this data, but I'd like to share, you know, how the foreign banks and foreign financial firms they're doing in Xi'an. So ever since the year 2001, the first Foreign banks establishes a business in Xi'an City. Twenty years on, so far we have six foreign banks established business in Xi'an. That's including HSBC, Standard Chartered, Hana Bank from Korea, DBS Bank from Singapore, and Fubon Bank from Taiwan. And they're all making a very uh, successful and profitable business in Xi'an. And continuously, their growth rates. It's well over a hundred percent. So that is, uh, we are really, really proud of that part of uh, Xi'an's development. Now Xi'an is really working hard on its way 
to build a Silk Road Financial Centre by proposing and implementing this Xi'an Silk Road Financial Centre Development Action Plan. They actually you know, made very specific uh, targets on each category. So they will look at five key areas to enhance Xi'an's financial capabilities, including number one, complete its financial organizational system to engage with the overseas uh, financial markets to create industrial focused financial services to develop financial districts and also to improve its financial ecosystem, including policies, including uh, professional and talents and, and infrastructures, etc. So, Xi'an now, you know, um, in the past 40 years, uh, opening policy as a national strategy being implemented in China and is regarded as the key element for China's economic triumph. And Xi'an is really aware of that. And Xi'an is keeping open to the international cooperation. So here, Xi'an will, you know, carry on working with the international financial community as, as well as work, keep working with Zayan Group on various, uh, uh, sectors of the financial services industry. So for instance, we would like to propose to working with Zayan Group to establish the Silk Road Research Financial in, uh, Institute and to, um, encourage multidisciplinary financial cooperation. For instance, um, uh, encouraging the uh, research collaboration, encouraging the education cooperation, and all, as well as you know industrial exchanges. We can organize seminars, and get, uh, conferences, and uh, forums in Xi'an City together. So all in all, the ASEAN is really open to the world, and that's all my slides and introduction about Xi'an today. And I thank you very much for paying attention to Xi'an today. I wish you all stay uh, health and and uh, and well. And hopefully we'll, we'll invite you after the COVID-19 success. Thank you very much. Tim, thank you. That was absolutely super. And uh, I'm afraid I'm starting to share some of your prejudices uh, about Xi'an. Although I do remember that day and by gosh, was it hot. Um, I just uh, a couple of soft remarks before I get into uh, some harder points. Uh, firstly, this long-term friendship is real. Uh, the picture on the right uh, shows me back in the 2000s in Xi'an uh, with uh, a Zian hat on. Uh, and in fact, uh, Tim very kindly uh, organized for the donation of a terracotta warrior replica, Asian replica, uh, to the city of London. And we are just going through the process of uh, trying to uh, to launch this, but uh, need to wait for the COVID, uh, the COVID lockdown to end. Another point I might uh, show you is on the following slide where Xi'an very kindly, uh, during the height of this crisis, we sent uh, some materials over to China. This was the world traders in the city and Xi'an and others. Uh, and very kindly, they flowed back uh, last month. Uh, Tim organized some 20,000 uh, PPE units to be delivered uh, to London, and they were given to Morden College a care home for 450 residents down in Blackheath. Uh, uh, I might also just, uh, by way of a kind of a personal touch, show you the following slide, which is that, believe it or not, uh, we at CN, when we were talking about marketing our book uh, back in 2000, chose, in fact, the Terracotta Warriors for Clean Business Cuisine. So read the secrets 
they have guarded for centuries. Uh, but that's for another day. Meanwhile, uh, let's have a serious look, though, at uh, what some of the leading centers in China have been doing. Uh, for us, uh, the Global Financial Centers Index began in 2005, first published in 2007. Uh, but in 2005, one of the areas we took significant flack from, uh, really, I might point out up until perhaps about 2012 or 2013, was our confidence in the continued growth of China. Uh, and at the time that the index was launched, uh, sure, Singapore and Hong Kong featured, uh, but definitely not Beijing, Shanghai, etc. And now we have uh, Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, Chengdu. Uh, so the index has really moved. And you can see here this just strong and confident growth uh, amongst the Chinese centers. So we uh, looking here, you can notice the, the most recent entry uh, was, Guang, uh, was Guangzhou uh, coming in with a 9% increase in the ratings. Uh, as in fact uh, does Chengdu. So when they enter the index, they can grow very rapidly. Uh, the following slide simply surmises what might happen if Xi'an entered the index in a hundredth uh, place with a rating equivalent to the hundredth place center in GFCI 27 and had a, a comparable performance. And that would put it up uh, in 47th position uh, really uh, within three years. So uh, other centers in that area would be Prague, Jersey, Doha, the Cayman Islands. Another way to guesstimate what Xi'an's performance might look like uh, quite soon is to note that it is the ninth largest city in China and therefore comparable, say, to Dallas in the United States, Surat in India, or Essen in Germany. So uh, again, some interesting points here. And as I turn to kind of, you know, its strengths, I think one of these we have to remember, particularly in the West, and particularly with uh, this broadcast coming out of London, is London is a city of 9 million and Xi'an is a city of 12. So on comparable bases over some period of time, it has a 33% size advantage. And these things can add up quite rapidly. So what are the strengths that uh, we might pick out? Well, it's an extremely strong tourist destination, particularly for central China, a top tier city. And as Tim emphasized, uh, the location of various rail and air trade routes, but also the Silk Road Initiative. We've had a couple of uh, webinars already on the, the BRI, Belt Road Initiative, uh, and the Silk Road. And it's without doubt that Xi'an is based there, but also comes with strong uh, high-tech industry strengths. As Tim emphasized, uh, a lot of highly trained engineers and scientists, uh, Center for Manufacturing, Aerospace, in fact, the space industry, in China, the component supplies are largely centered around Xi'an. So extremely uh, well positioned. And as we look uh, at the next slide, we begin to see that the potential for development Tim has already capitalized on. So we have the FinTech building on this recently launched AI uh, innovation development pilot zone, uh, an actual focus on Belt Road Initiative trade. Uh, like many other centers we've seen, uh, Singapore, Dubai, um, Nur Sultan, uh, a center for international arbitration, which, given the likely uh, scale of BRI trade, uh, will probably be kept busy, as many arbitration centers are uh, over international trade. And then on top of all this, uh, Tim and the team in Xi'an clearly acknowledge that they have uh, some current gaps. And of course, recognizing those gaps is the first step to addressing them. So a good starting position there for growing talent. 
So uh, Tim emphasized uh, in this slide 10 action areas that Xi'an is undertaking. Um, I don't want to belittle them. I, one could argue that these are all good, sensible actions that any up-and-coming center would like to pursue, and I would agree with it. So it's a good, solid, uh, well-integrated plan. But there are a couple of things just worth picking out. Again, uh, that BRI focus gives Xi'an potentially a teensy bit of an edge. Uh, things like green uh, and energy finance are things you'd expect to see in a number of other centers. Uh, but don't laugh at the cultural, tourism-linked financial services argument. Uh, this has often been used, for example, to place London high on the list as a good place to go and do business, but also to unwind or appreciate the culture in the evenings. Uh, and Xi'an is taking in huge numbers of tourists on a regular basis. This is also uh, analogous to the strategies pursued by some of the offshore centers. Uh, I, I might uh, point out here, particularly, say, the BVI or other places where you can come and have a bit of relaxation but also conduct business. So I personally um, am bullish on, on Xi'an. Uh, it's not going to be an overnight success. It's going to be a hard slog, but the team there have clearly recognized that, and I think it's now time to turn to you, the audience, uh, about uh, Q&A. So over to you, Mike. Uh, Michael, uh, Tim, thank you very much. Uh, fascinating as always. Um, and we do have some time for questions. Um, and first of all, uh, we've got a question um, really asking whether uh, Xi'an sees itself um, in competition with other Chinese financial centers. Um, or whether the um, idea is to complement other Chinese centers uh, by specialization in specific aspects of financial services. Uh, Tim, one for you, I think. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. <clears throat> right. Um, so as I said, um, people uh, in the Western world probably generally will ignore the fact that China is quite huge, quite big, that China is so diver diversified and China is the equivalent size of the United States. The United States has uh, more than 50 uh, uh, states, different states, and China has more than 30 different provinces. And the northwest region of China, in particular Shanxi province in Xi'an City, is situated as a gateway to China, you know, to the northwest region. Uh, fairly recently, just uh, I think it was yesterday, that uh, uh, China's central government published a new proposal, development proposal, how to explore and redevelop, you know, uh, the northwest region of China. And Xi'an is usually regarded as the gateway of all the rest part of China to the northwest region of China. And because, you know, the it, it has various different level of resources and advantages and disadvantages, Xi'an is really aware of that. And that's why, you know, uh, because it's endowment of resources and connections is different. So Xi'an is positioning itself as the culture center, as the education center, as the technology center, and also a regional center for, uh, for social and economic developments, most importantly, as the start, starting point of the Silk Road. The saying that, that's because the historically they are the starting point of the Silk Road, but nowadays in the Belt Road Initiative, we wanted to be an important regional center in terms of financial services, international trade, to link, you know, the, the, the east part of China and also 
the, the, to the West, to Central Asia, to Europe, uh, via, you know, the, the real connections, via the uh, uh, aerospace uh, uh, technology, et cetera, et cetera. So I do see, you know, Xi'an has own unique advantages and impairments, uh, which is um, the other cities don't have, but we are not trying to promote, you know, a negative circulation of competition. We're trying to work collaboratively, as I said before, we're opening to international cooperation as well, so that we can build a better Xi'an city for all of us and build better cities of other cities along the Silk Road. Uh, that's, I think that's the aim of, you know, China's Barton Road initiative as well. Hope that answers your question. <laughs> well, I, I think Tim makes, an ex Tim makes an excellent point there that uh, it, it's very tough, I think, for some in the West to realize two things. One is just the immense scale of change. I went back to Xi'an, as Tim noted, last August, and prior to that I'd been back there, I think it was 11 years earlier, uh, and the, just the scale of change was was crazy. Uh, but the second thing is, it's been about, uh, a lot of people seem to believe that China is a highly centralized country, and clearly there are aspects of it that are more centralized than they might be, say, for example, in uh, the United States, Canada, or Germany. But China doesn't fall wholly into the highly centralized country structure that, say, perhaps uh, France or England uh, and Britain fall into. It's it's much more, certainly at the level of business, uh, diverse. And in the United States and Canada, so Canada with a population of uh, 30 million is, is there with uh, Vancouver, uh, Calgary, uh, Montreal, and Toronto as four centers that feature in our index and in America the list is even longer and that list also changes we've seen a San Francisco rocket up through the index as the increasing reliance on fintech and finances has made itself manifest so I do believe that this jostling not just for position not overall position but also for a niche uh, will be a feature of all the Chinese centers perhaps other than uh, Shanghai and Beijing uh, thanks very much both. And that feeds into um, a further question we've had is to to what extent Xi'an is emerging uh, as a financial center because of its location and the skill hub um, that exists around Xi'an and to what extent is it a matter of central planning? So are you looking to central government for direction or is this growing organically out of um, the industry and location you find yourselves in? Thank you very much, Michael. Uh, yeah, Xi'an, as I said, um, they, they have put a, um, actionable plan as, you know, the, either the Dragon's Gate plan or the, uh, Silk Road Financial uh, Services Center. Um, it's, it's a huge ambition, but also on the other hand, it's tangible as well. Xi'an is, um, by saying this, is trying to promote international cooperation. Xi'an is really clearly aware of its disadvantages. As uh, you know, I have read um, what um, Michael's slides about uh, the uh, uh, Global Financial Center Index. If China, uh, Xi'an is participating in that now, its position is obviously not very, very advantageous compared with uh, Beijing or Shanghai, you know, or even Guangzhou or Shenzhen. We wouldn't do so well, but Xi'an has its own potential, not only just the original center, Xi'an has always, well, through the, you know, over so, so many thousands of years, 
Xi'an has been open-minded, engaging with international cooperation. And, you know, our advantages is that education, technology, you know, universities, researchers, collaboration, that's what I've been, you know, promoting and, and, uh, proposing to the international community that we should work together. Uh, and, and Xi'an is willing in a friendship, uh, attitude to engage more with international cooperation in terms of financial services industry. And we know that, you know, our position is not ideal at the beginning, but we are keen to work together with friends all over the world to improve its facilities, capabilities, and abilities. So, um, and, and, uh, so Xi'an is, you know, really well positioned within the, well, not, not only from the central government, but also clearly aware of his position within the Belt and Road Initiative and geographically trade and also you know, many other sectors. So we do see huge opportunities and potential for sensitivity and we will welcome, you know, international more multifaceted cooperation. Yeah, I think also, Tim, it might be worth you just mentioning a word about the intermediate level, which is, of course, Shanxi province, which itself is uh, uh, quite a sizable, it'd be a sizable country in its own right if it were not part of China. And so you've got a tripartite pull here that uh, your President Xi showing favoritism, uh, but also, of course, the pr provincial uh, backing to this as well as the city backing. Yeah, uh, we get the, 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 another question around the complementarity, really, is that um, just someone asking how uh, Xi'an uh, will be complementary to sort of Shanghai and Shenzhen, if you think about the geography is spread across China. Uh, but what are the roles of the you know, the leading uh, financial centers in China uh, in terms of their linkage with the, um, the the upcoming and emerging financial centers? Yeah, um, the other thing I will I'll have to to uh, mention as a complementary to the uh, financial center is that uh, people probably don't know that Xi'an City is actually a northern city of China and Shanxi Province, two thirds of the Shanxi Province. Actually, it's uh, uh, over the Qinling, uh, Huang, uh, Huang, uh, Qinling Huang River, which is northern part of China, and it has abundant natural resources, reserves. You probably know that Shanxi province, northern Shanxi province, has huge amounts of gas reserves, natural gas reserves, uh, oil reserves, and coal mines. And nowadays, we, we're touching upon, you know, a very important industry in Shanxi province. Shanxi province is really, uh, you know, heavy on manufacturing in terms of energy, including coal mines, including uh, uh, oil, and including chemical energy. Now they are trying to encourage, utilitize, you know, the high technology, including how to uh, chemicalize those uh, those coals, which would be really pollutious in the past. Nowadays, it would be a clean energy. And that's why, you know, uh, they need more financial support and also a more a complete financial service industry to support the energy industry in Shanxi province to transform it into green energy and, and clean energy for the, for the regional, for China and for the world. And I think that, you know, uh, technology industry, uh, uh, focused financial services and energy industry focused financial services and also clean energy or green energy uh, industry focused financial services will be a huge advantages for Shanxi and Xi'an city 
and also would be a complementary to Shanghai, you know, as a pure international financial center, or Beijing as, you know, a, a, a China's a political center. And Xi'an also, you know, they are encouraging the city because the abundance of uh, tourism, I know it's arguable, but the tourism industry is huge as well. That, you know, is requiring, you know, all sorts of financial services industry to support its de development. So I think those are the areas that uh, Xi'an is unique, which would be also complementary to other regional financial centers development. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got a question in about how easy it is for experts, um, for people from overseas to live in and do business in Xi'an. Um, you know, what would be the experience of someone who wanted to come up and set up um, business in your city? Um, well, because I am the business representative of Shanxi Department of Commerce in London, we are actually, thank you very much, if some, some friends in the audience asking this question, welcome to contact me, you know, uh, after this, uh, this seven, I'll help you to give you more detailed information. But first of all, you know, Xi'an is really uh, trying to keep up with the national opening policy, not, you know, in terms of welcome, welcoming international experts to come in and stay, work, and set up a business in Xi'an. Uh, in terms of policies, first of all, immigration-wise, you know, it's uh, the central government is simplifying the process, and also for tourism and visiting, Wise that you know you can get a uh, uh, 142 uh, hours exemption to visit Xi'an without any need need a visa if you're going to a third country after your your visit uh, in Xi'an. But in terms of setting up business in Xi'an, you know we have the uh, free trade zone, which will help you to have uh, the best uh, solutions to to the tax and also uh, the best procedures to help you and very efficient procedures, online procedures, and even through WeChat apps to help you to register your company in Xi'an. And also, you know, we're building on financial services industries to help you to have the best solution to have your money safely invested in Xi'an and you're free to take your profit back to your home country if you want to. So there are a lot, lot many different facets of this matter, and I would like to you know, as the representative of Shanxi and Xi'an in London, together with Zayan, Michael, and Mike, to provide the best service and welcoming friends to visit, invest, and stay and live in Xi'an. Thank you very much, Tim. Um, we, we all look forward to coming when we can uh, to come and visit and uh, and, and see. Um, a f further question is about whether you, there are particular links with the UK. Um, business universities and business schools. You mentioned obviously the link with Liverpool University, but are there links with um, UK business schools currently in Xi'an? Or is that a, an opportunity that's yet to be tapped? It's actually a good opportunity because you know Xi'an's advantage is its education. And uh, there, there are so many industries that's in need of hu a huge amount of talents. And uh, I, I have many friends, they wanted to, uh, well, the either wanted to go to visit Xi'an or they have experienced Xi'an, had a taste of Xi'an, they absolutely like it. And uh, uh, my friends, they're in the uh, education industry, they have sending me you know, messages all the time and asking for recommendations. Can you recommend some business schools in the UK, in Europe, in the world? Can you just uh, invite them to come up to Xi'an? We can talk about you know setting up joint ventures and, and business schools together in Xi'an to import 
and invites the scholars and professors come and you know conduct researches and teaching in Xi'an because there's a huge amount of university graduates and also including the university itself. I'll give you a few examples like uh, you know, Xi'an Foreign Studies University, Northwest University, Xi'an Zhongheng University. Well, Xi'an Zhongheng University already worked with Liverpool uh, University, had this remarkable joint venture. And uh, Northwest University is looking into, you know, business schools from a uh, city of London or European cities. And uh, Xi'an Foreign Studies, they, they asked me just a few days ago, can you recommend a good school that would help us to train, you know, Forex trades? And uh, those are just the uh, Really huge opportunities at the moment. So please welcome to, to contact me or, or yourselves that we can help friends to uh, conduct this kind of presentation. Okay, we have a, a couple of further questions and not a lot of time. So I think we'll need to uh, be very brief in answering the last couple of questions. Uh, the first one is from uh, CBS Advanced Tech, which is uh, provides financial solutions, particularly in the traveling tourism business. Um, and is endorsed by the University of Sheffield and has um, links um, to um, Sheffield Tech Park and Business Sheffield. And the question is that when Xi'an uh, becomes a, a, a well-known financial center, will it promote economic and cultural exchanges um, and the development of the tourism financial industry, um, for the tourist financial services um, at the same time as developing links to technology? I think one of the Sorry, noticeable um, things. One of the noticeable did, did, things did in Xi'an. One of the notable um, things in Xi'an has been the growth in tourism. Um, it's quite a balanced growth too. People uh, tend to think only of the terracotta warriors, and they are important clearly. Um, but Xi'an is built out from that in things like uh, its relationship with the Tang Dynasty, its relationship with uh, some of the other monuments. So I think there's a lot going there, but I think this 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 angle of shared tourism uh, cooperation is particularly important. But to, to Tim, please go ahead and fill in. Uh, thank you, Michael. That's that's well uh, well mentioned about uh, yeah exactly. People generally will think about just about the territorial warriors and horses, but actually Xi'an's tourism resources is so abundant. Like you know in the very recently, uh, in the past 10 years, that uh, a huge amount of uh, cultural tourism uh, industry is developing fastly in, in Xi'an. Um, you know, the, in the south part of Xi'an, they built this grand uh, Tom Paradise theme park, which, because of that, it has, uh, you know, attracted a lot of in, international investment. For instance, the W Hotel, one of the grandest hotels that had its huge a hotel uh, resort in Xi'an, just to buy the, you know, uh, the side of the South Lake. It's it's a beautiful view. And also, I would like to mention about the uh, Tang West Markets project. Tang West Markets uh, is the investment of eight billion RMB that they we're trying to rejuvenate the you know the Tang Dynasty uh, uh, trade markets, uh, which is thousand four hundred years ago. They built the you know the number one China's private museum to demonstrate the Silk Road. Heritage and the culture, and which is absolutely worth, worth uh, visiting. And they have uh, uh, business clusters of hotels, antique trade centers, and also shopping malls. And uh, very interestingly, they built a Silk Road uh, culture, culture route, culture uh, pedestrian streets 
which is including over 22 country um, national pavilions. And I think, you know, it's a huge opportunity there, uh, UK or France or Italy, the, you know, uh, many other European countries you're interested in to, you know, to take advantage of that so a national pavilion to demonstrate your products and tourism resources to fairly further engage within the uh, Xi'an's tourist markets. And as I mentioned before, Xi'an is not just the Xi'an itself, it's the gateway to the northwest region of China and also a very important center for the West China. And so if you, you know, my friends in Sheffield, uh, uh, Mr. Wang, he's running business in Sheffield for many years, and he's actually from the border province of uh, Shanxi province, and he actually has closer ties to Xi'an city. That's very interesting. You know, the border provinces, they all know Xi'an city, they want to come to Xi'an city, and if they see something that, you know, introducing UK and promoting France or Italy, that they would definitely be interested in through your network to go to visit those cities, which will be a very good connection for those cities to promote tourism industry and business links. Thank you very much, um, both. Um, just uh, very, very briefly, as we are uh, pretty much out of time, um, two further questions. The first one is uh, with Xi'an's positioning in Northwest China, uh, just a question about whether there's a possibility of de developing uh, Xi'an is a Chinese Chinese center for Islamic finance, uh, given its links to neighboring countries. And just wondering whether that's part of the mix. I think it, uh, this friend mentioned a very good question because, you know, Tang, Xi'an during the Tang dynasty became the world center. There's, there's a reason. It's not only because it's a political center, also because it's openness to the world. Yeah. You know, during the Tang dynasty, uh, the, the central government was taking foreign experts is taking very high-ranking high government officials, like people like Mark Polo will take positions in the central government, advising uh, advising the emperors. You know, behind the Muslim quarter of the uh, uh, you know the bell tower landmark of Xi'an City, central Xi'an City. During the Tang Dynasty, they have left uh, left a huge legacy called the Muslim quarter. We have more than uh, fifty thousand Muslim people that actually been inhabiting in that particular area for over a thousand years. Nowadays, it has one of the most important uh, Muslim uh, um, Muslim uh, mosques in, 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 in Xi'an, in the Northwest region. And they are still praying, they're still practicing. And, uh, you know, they have been very important, very important part of the uh, Xi'an's diversified culture, gene genetics um, uh, system. And also, they have been very important part of the Xi'an's cultural identity. They're serving, you know, really delicious food. Michael been there and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. And also they are promoting international ties as well. Uh, last year we brought, uh, you know, the city of uh, Croydon, who is, uh, the mayor is, his husband is, uh, is a Muslim as well. And we led, you know, some of the Muslim schools visiting Xi'an as well to visit that historical site. They felt ever so excited being able to communicate the, you know, Quran and Muslim uh, with, with people in Xi'an city. So Xi'an city is very diversified, very open-minded, very friendly. So don't worry about, uh, you know, that, uh, other, other negative factors. So welcome to Xi'an. I guarantee that Xi'an is equal and is open and friendly. 
Thank you very much, Tim. Um, and that's a, a key message, I think, um, to, to hear. Um, very, very last question. I think, again, you're going to be enthusiastically and uh, positive. Um, is you know, how open Xi'an is to human capital uh, coming from the world in the field of financial services? Um, well, because of the sheer amount of universities and, and research centers, they're welcoming, you know, uh, talents and professionals coming to those universities every year, you know, uh, Northwest High Tech, uh, 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 Polytech University, Northwest University, Xi'an Architecture, University, Xi'an Electronic Engineering University, they all every year come to the UK working with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Chinese Embassy in the uh, and Education Consular to attract those graduates, not only, you know, Chinese students studying in, in the UK, uh, because, you know, we all know that UK is probably the one of the top nations that Chinese students like to study in, so we have huge number of Chinese students who graduate every year. We're working with these graduates coming to uh, uh, to carry on study or work and taking decisions in those uh, institutes. Um, and also, we're welcoming, you know, graduates whenever you're from Europe or US or rest of the world studying in the UK, coming to, you know, taking up internships, works, develop your career in Xi'an City. And all the, you know, sectors there are welcome, welcome international talents as well. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we are out of time, um, but um, it's been a fascinating session. Um, thank you very much, uh, Tim, for your uh, insight into Xi'an and Michael for your thoughts. Um, we'll give you a little round of applause on behalf well, of the you. audience. Uh, <laughs> one of these days we'll be able to applaud you in person, uh, but for the moment virtually. Um, and just finishing off to say that uh, if uh, you want to get involved with uh, the way that we look at uh, financial and commercial centers across the world, we have the GFCI, the Global Green Finance Index, uh, and the Smart Centers Index. Uh, please get in touch if you'd like to be involved or learn more. Um, and finally, um, the Global Financial Centers Index 28 will be published in this September, um, and uh, we will be uh, publicizing it at the time. Uh, but please do, in the meantime, take the GFCI survey. The link is shown on uh, on the net. Um, there will be a recording of this session, uh, which we'll put up onto the website as soon as possible. Um, and so they'll be able to relive uh, the excitement or share it with colleagues and friends. Um, but thank you very much for your attention. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Michael. Um, and thank you to all of you for attending. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank okay. you, Tim. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.